Hi everyone. Welcome back to TTT, the Talking Transport Transformation Podcast, brought to you by TUI, the Transformative Urban Mobility Initiative. While gender and mobility receive growing attention, research into transgender and mobility remains limited, especially from the non-Western perspective. For transgender people, access to urban leisure can be disrupted by issues of violence, discrimination and harassment when using public transport. To discuss this topic, we are glad to have Shaheen Shaki Bey, a researcher at Istanbul Technical University, here with us. He's doing important research on the topic of transgender and gender-diverse individuals living within Istanbul, Turkey. Shaheen will give us insight into his inspiration for this under-researched topic, the experiences from the communities that he interviewed, and recommendations to improve the comfort and safety of transgender and gender-diverse public transport users. So let's listen in. Hi, welcome, Shaheen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Of course. So just getting into it, um, research into transgender and gender diverse mobilities and their access to leisure opportunities in urban environments remains limited. What exactly motivated you to get into this topic of research? Mm-hmm. You know, as a transport researcher, one of my, main, one of my major fields of interest is uh, mobility justice and social inclusion, especially uh, for socially disadvantaged and vulnerable people. Uh, and yeah, it was, I think it was uh, May 2019, we were on Metro getting back home from university. And there was a guy, uh, I, I knew him, he was a student at the same school, university, at Istanbul Technical University. And it was clear that it was barely clear that he belongs to uh, uh, an LGBT uh, association with his dressing style. And in a society like Istanbul, I mean in Turkish context, it was clear, clear that there was something strange with this, uh, with this one, uh, with regard to the norms of the society. And a few minutes later, Uh, an old couple started to staring uh, at this friend and a few minutes later they started to saying saying some bad words and humiliating this guy only because of uh, his identity and uh, I think it was two or three stations earlier when he decided to get off the metro. We also got off the, the metro since he was a friend of my friend. We, uh, my friend, we were on the same metro. You know, at that time, that night, I was thinking about the issue. Uh, then I tried to look at the literature, the existing literature, and saw that it's really limited, especially in non-Western countries. And, you know, I decided, yeah, I can, uh, I can track this issue using this friend. And some days later, I, ta- I again saw him at the university and talked to him about the issue. And I told him I want to uh, a little bit focus on this issue. And if you want, you can uh, help me to reach more people like you. And... Fortunately, he accepted, and in this way, uh, one month later, we uh, offic- I officially started uh, working on this issue, and 
for the first pilot interview, he arranged a meeting of seven uh, seven people uh, belonging to this gender diverse group. Uh, then at the, that point we were uh, at a coffee in Istanbul for around one hour and they were talking about their gender, their identity, their preferences, their orientation. And uh, I saw that harassment, violence, especially verbal violence in on public transport is a very common, uh, commonplace experience of their norm- normal and routine life. So, uh, yeah, it was the main object, the main motivation for me, motivator for me to work on this issue. And then, uh, you know, it was my first time uh, to working uh, on such issues. My PhD thesis was something totally different. It was related on optimization in railway operations. And it was really some strange field for me at that moment. And I tried to find some professors uh, a little bit more familiar with the issue. And I tried some professors. Uh, I... Uh, talked to some professors in Istanbul from universities, but they didn't accept because, you know, it's some kind of uh, a taboo issue here in Istanbul and in Turkey and in many other countries too. So I I started to looking uh, abroad in foreign countries and I talked, I sent email to some professors that I had uh, read the papers. And in Australia, there was... Uh, Professor Oscar Vorobiovas-Pinta, my co-author in this, in my latest uh, article, he accepted to supervise from that point, and we started to work on the uh, issue. And for other, I think it was nine months, I talked to almost forty-nine people, gender diverse people, transgender and gender diverse people, and after that, we started to analyze and. Uh, write the paper. I think it's very important uh, research that you did conduct. And going off of that, the research examines the constraints of transgender and gender diverse people face while engaging in urban leisure. Could you give a bit of insight as to what urban leisure is? Uh, you know, first, firstly, we didn't want to, I, I mean, there was nothing in our plan to make a connection with leisure, urban leisure. But uh, when talking to 49 uh, gender diverse people, uh, we saw that uh, the only and maybe the rare beside the underground economy, uh, the rare field of employment for these people uh, is entertainment sector. I mean, working in uh, nightclubs, discos, pubs, and places like that. Uh, and they are all uh, somehow related to leisure in urban places. Uh, and almost half of the respondents were working or had uh, an experience of working in entertainment sector. And most of the, the negative experiences on public transport was related to uh, their commuting from home to their work, especially getting back home. Uh, late at night. Uh, so the main uh, objective here in connecting leisure, urban leisure to our uh, study was that. 
going off of that question, um, what exactly are these ex- restraints and where do you think they stem from? Uh, you know, we saw that in the, the, how can I say, in societies like Turkey, such people, I mean, gender diverse people, transgender, transgender people are generally stigmatized because of their identity. And this is mainly uh, caused by cultural, political, uh, and religious beliefs of people. So we decided to, I mean, theoretically, we worked on uh, stigma theory and uh, leisure constraints. So, you know, they had problems related to three categories like uh, structural problems they have, interpersonal and intrapersonal. They, they, I mean, the problems stem from these three main categories. Structurally, you know, the laws in Turkey, in Istanbul, uh, they generally don't, uh, they are not in favor of people like uh, these groups. For example, they don't have, uh, their access is very limited to healthcare insurance or they don't have access to tertiary schools and stuff like that. So structurally, they have problems. And interpersonal, when we look at interpersonally, you know, in uh, the culture, in our culture here in Turkey and in many other countries in Middle East, you know, it's some kind of taboo. Uh, and I mean, culturally, really, uh, and from the point of religion, it's somehow bad to belong to such an association. And it's uh, somehow, how can I say it's it's not belonging to the culture of this nation. And after some point, intrapersonally, I mean, uh, these people, they start to accept that there is something strange with them and they have to tolerate this on public spaces, on public transport, and uh, while running around, while doing their normal life. So uh, the main uh, the main sources of Mm, this discrimination, I think, was uh, was related to these three categories. Of these findings, are there any in particular that stood out? You know, the last for, uh, when we had our interviews with uh, these people, the first ten minutes uh, was the first ten minutes was related. They could uh, freely talk about their gender, their experiences, their their life, and. After 10 minutes, almost after 10 minutes, I was asking about their, for example, car ownership, their age, their education, and stuff like that. And during the last uh, 10 minutes, 5 to 10 minutes, they were uh, talking about their uh, positive or negative experiences on public transport. And we saw that uh, the major causes of harassment and violence on public transport is related to three, again, to other three categories. One from passerbys, while using, uh, while they are using public transport, they were uh, getting harassed by passerbys. The other uh, was by the passengers on the bus, on metro, and like that. And the last one was from uh, the staff, the driver, security stuff and like that. 
but the most important ones was from passengers and they were recommending some points for example uh, they they had five recommendations and uh, they were mainly want uh, wanting to uh, focusing on driver training and education uh, because you know they had experienced many times that for example some other passengers on the bus or on the metro uh, were humiliating them or saying bad words to them but the driver didn't know what to do what to do and how can he or she intervene and control uh, the situation uh, and they told me that uh, i think they are not seen they are not observed in the society and they can be more visible through proactive educational and messaging on in, on paper on printed i mean and digital uh, on the bus on the metro and stuff like that then they recommended use of smartphone applications and internet based applications to report harassment especially uh, you know there are some districts in Istanbul that are famous uh, for their uh, conservative and religious aspects especially on in places like that they they told me that it would be very beneficial to have some smartphone applications to report their cases if they face any problem then they talked about cultural shift you know it's a matter of culture because we have to respect all and they told me that this is the, an issue of culture that can be gradually get better by education Uh, and also they told about increasing security measures you know when i was talking when i was studying some uh, studying literature on the same issue uh, there was a similar study in oregon united states and most participants there uh, they had uh, asserted they had said that uh, the police or security staff is the major a source of problem in america but here uh, just in, in opposite we saw that security staff and police and patrolling around the stations on bus minibus on BR, bus rapid transitions like that they thought that it would be better to uh, have more of this kind of controls and yes these were the points stood out interesting um Maybe as a final last question, if and to what extent do you think these findings are specific to Istanbul? Mm, you know, Istanbul is a mega city of developing world, and I think most in most cases uh, is not only for is true for Istanbul and in many other cities because you know there are not so many uh, articles and papers in the literature, but when looking when surfing online i saw that almost in all parts of the world gender diverse and transgender people face the same and similar uh, negative experiences so i think uh, in mostly the problems can be expanded to the other mega cities in the world and i saw that uh, you know istanbul is the biggest city in istanbul in turkey and one of the biggest in the world too and i think it was 
35 out of 49 participants they were from other small cities in the in Turkey and also we had uh, three foreigner participants from other countries like Russia, Ukraine and Iran neighbor countries and we saw that most participants were from smaller cities in Turkey or other countries and most of them told me that they cannot live in their own cities because they can they are known by everyone in the city everyone know them and uh, there would be more problematic for them to living uh, to live in their own cities and they moved to Istanbul and cities like Istanbul Ankara Izmir which are far greater than their own hometowns and i think yeah the issue is not only for Istanbul and the other mega cities and other cities especially in non-western countries in middle east the issue is is the same everywhere great well thank you so much for joining us today we really appreciate you taking time out of your um research to come and speak with us thank you so much all right talk soon thank you shine for giving us an inside look at transgender and gender diverse communities in istanbul We now have a better understanding about the challenging situation as well as measures to be taken to improve comfort and safety of all public transport users. For gender minorities, measures such as driver training and improved educational messaging in public spaces could significantly improve the status quo. We enjoyed learning about this topic with you. As always, thanks for tuning in and hear you next time.